The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Yeah, man. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, Boston. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. This is Dave, and you are listening to the Boston Podcast, brought to you by the U.S. Postal Service, the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. U.S. Postal Service, deliver for the nation. Thank you and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is, uh, it's a Tuesday and, you know, blah. Uh, I don't have an update on Big Poppy that you guys haven't heard yet. I'm here with my media correspondent, man about town, mad media Mike, I call him. Mike O'Neill is here. Mikey, Mikey. Hola. Do you have any update on Big Poppy? Esta es tu fucking ciudad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he, um... How do you say uh, terrible hitman in Spanish? How do you Jeez, say? Uh, they're on to the tenth uh, suspect. Is that wait? Is that true? Because I hadn't even heard that. I saw something going today on? that said a tenth suspect has been detained. Meaning ten- they're in all ten or or possibles, or are they going? <laughs> or is this like a bad lineup where they're tossing people out? No, they said it's ten. Ten involved at least, and um, that he was not the. How many, target? how many dumbass Domin- right. Dominican hitmen does it take to screw up an assassination Jeez. attempt? Jeez. You had oh. 10 guys. You couldn't get them. You can't get our big poppy. Where are the Italians when you need them? That's right. That's right. The front of this jersey, it doesn't say Red Sox. It says Boston. <laughs> the back of my jersey says, don't shoot me here, you jerks. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Mikey is here. Uh, he, he chimes in from time to time, and um, he's going to help us with uh, an addition of good stuff, we are going to talk about two shows that you should be watching right now. Or should you? The suspense builds, the plot thins on this edition of Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> oh, it's loud. Sorry, I had... Um, Robin Williams with the bad Boston accent, particularly cranked uh, up today. One of yeah. his best speeches. Oh, that's so good. Do you oh, remember? Peccadillos. Yeah. She had the peccadillos on me, let me tell you. Yeah, and uh, that was when he was talking about uh, his love interest, well, his wife who passed away yes. in Goodwill Hunting, for those of you. If you don't know, you shouldn't be listening to the Boston podcast. I mean, come on. How do you like them apples? Goodwill Hunting <laughs> and Robin Williams talking about his wife. She's... Used to fart in bed, and, and she, she used to fucking fart. She used to fart in, in bed. Wake her safe. Woke, wake her safe up. Woke her, woke her safe up. What the fuck? Anyway, woke um, the dog up one night. Woke the dog up, and was that when when Will chimes in and says she fucking woke the dog up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want the exact dialogue, Dave? I yeah. Can give you, okay. Sure. He says that she used to fart in her sleep, <laughs> and he says uh, one night it was so loud it woke the dog. <laughs> And then she woke up and said, was that you? He says, no. I, I didn't have the heart to tell her. Was <laughs> you, you did it with she the bad She so loud, she woke herself up. <laughs> she woke herself up. 
<laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been out of Boston. <laughs> the quote You're just a kid. The late, great You're Robin Williams. That's how good that performance was, that the accent was that bad. He still deserved the Oscar, right? Do you think he deserved the Oscar? Sure. Yeah, he did. He did. Well, a lot of Oscars are given for, for Lifetime Achievement Awards, really, so... But. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, amazing movie, amazing performance. It's just, yeah, he just shouldn't have done the accent. I guess he had to because he was from Southie. A genius, <sighs> genius from Southie. Uh. Jeez, it's like, did he do a lot of traveling? Did he get rid of the accent somehow? Did he move to Arizona for five years and the accent just went away because there is no yeah, accent? Yeah, and then he came back and adopted a phony, terrible one, apparently. That's what now, happened. Only on certain words, though. Right, right. Boston. Right. That's we Gus, don't... Gus Van Zandt, right? The director? Yeah. Robin. Robin. I think it's like if you're from Boston, unless you're from Boston, you can't tell how horrible it is. Do you think that's true? Um, I do. Because I do. you you and I can hear it. You you have it probably more than I. But what people don't realize is a lot of people don't. Your father had it. Sure. Your, cu- your brother, Scotty, has it. My But my brother, Matt, has it a lot thicker than me, I think. Don't you think? I do. Well, it's funny. Mine comes out more when I'm drinking. <laughs> And I, because I think the Boston accent is really, I mean, most of it is because we just don't have the time to finish the words, <laughs> right? And when you're drunk, you're like, yeah, fuck. Over there. Yeah. yeah. There. Yeah. My uncle once said to yeah. me, he was going to a place because there was, there were women there. And I said, was it, was it fun? He's like, yeah, it was pretty good. I go, did you get lucky? He goes, no. He goes, but I went there because there's women. And I said, oh, so, but if, if you didn't pick any up, why do you go there? He goes, well, because at least they're there. That was the exact quote. <laughs> At least they're there. And I've always remembered that as that's the best, you know, example of a Boston accent. Yeah. He says dare yeah. for two different words, basically. Dare, dare. That's in the Hall of Fame. And the it's other the one best. is our mutual uncle, John's. Uh, I think I'm going over to Martha's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that always cracks me up. And he did go over to Martha's. And Sully's. He her. Sully's. I'm going over to Sully's. All right, so Mikey's going to tell us about a new TV show that you should be watching. And this is a great one because I love this when, we, you know, we all binge so much and, and yet we feel like we're out of show. Who feels like, raise your hand if you feel like you go turn on your TV and you're excited to kind of relax. Maybe it's the end of a long day and you're like 400 channels, 500 channels, 8 million TV shows and there's <laughs> nothing on. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> who who ding, suffers ding, from ding, this ding, affliction? Ding. And so Mikey just came to me two days ago with this show that I've never heard of. So this is sight unseen. Two days ago. Two days ago. And I still have, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I plan to. And in fact, uh, we've got the trailer warmed up. Do you want So tell us, uh, how did you, what's it called, Mikey, and how did you discover it? So it's called Fleabag, hmm? and I discovered it through a medium called Podcasts. <laughs> what, which podcast? I was listening to the great um, uh, podcast called The Watch on The Ringer. Oh. Okay. One of my favorites, and um, they're I, head over heels for this show. Oh, I got to tune in, because um, they, they're probably the ones who came up with uh, another story for another day, but Succession. You watch Succession? Sure, on HBO? Sure. Yeah, on The Ringer. They love mm-hmm. Succession. That was a, it was a little bit of a, a sleeper for me. I mean, guess, <clears throat> pardon me, I guess anything on HBO shouldn't be qualified as a sleeper. So this is Fleabag. We're going to listen to the trailer. Mikey, if there's any silence, you can narrate. It's a season and, one uh, trailer here? Looks like it's a season. How many seasons are there? Two. Okay, this is the season one trailer for Fleabag. You know that feeling when a guy you like sends you a text at two o'clock on a Tuesday night asking if he can come and find you? And then you open the door to him like you've always forgotten he's coming over. Oh! Hi. <laughs> hey. 
And they're making out immediately. Oh my God, definitely not. That does nothing for you. What? These are my clothes, boo. I've been wearing these all day. It's really not that bad. It's really <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Tell I love you. You got them all by the balls, causing waterfalls. How did you do? She used to be our godmother. But then their parents split up. Mum died. You really are very good looking. Thank you. Very. Thank you. Very. Thank you. It's been really nice to spend the day with a normal family. The only thing harder than having to tell your super high-powered, perfect, anorexic, rich super sister that you've run out of money is having to ask her to bail you out. Can't do it. I'm just gonna ask her. I'm just gonna come. Do you need to borrow money? No. All right, so... Yeah, we can stop a couple things. Yeah, we got the we got the that 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 scene right there with the shower. It made me laugh for like five minutes. The scene was our our heroine here going into the shower and pretending to be an assassin and bursting in on her her would be uh, boyfriend. That's a boyfriend there, I guess. So yeah, date um, or whatever. It's it's a great show. So it's called Fleabag, right? And it only has two seasons, and unfortunately, I think that's all it's going to have. So. Um, from uh, our dear listeners, you might not have gotten everything from the trailer, but we've got this um, woman in her, I want to say she's about 30? I don't know. 33. Okay. Not too far off. She's 33. Oh. She's, in, she's in London. She appears to be looking for love. <laughs> and it looks like, but she's, she seems a little irreverent, foul-mouthed. It, it, my first uh, thought was visions of, oh, shit, um, Girl Town. No, Girl Talk. No, what's the fucking move, the show with the, the two... The two main... Uh, broad City. Broad City. <laughs> I wasn't even right. close. Girls Broad But you knew what I meant. Close. Yeah, Girls Broad. Yeah. Uh, does it have a little bit of Broad City sure. in it? Sure. Yeah. Similar. But like I said, it has one thing that's so different than other shows. I've said it to you yeah. um, already. Off the air, you told me. Yeah. Um, but so that it breaks her, down walls. It does like so a... So basically, she is, a, so she is a, a single woman in London, and it revolves around her and her dating and her family. But... Um, her character, the main character, she breaks the fourth wall like no other show you've ever seen before. She addresses, as you heard really? in the trailer, she addresses yep. the audience as like someone who's standing right there. Mm-hmm. She does it so well that uh, you'd be amazed. I, I was just blown. I, I've watched the season, both seasons, and now I've rewatched half of uh, season two again. Uh, it's just it's it's groundbreaking. I think people this year people are gonna refer to this show as the best show of the year. Wow, it's yes. a bold statement. Of the year. It's a bold statement. Yes. Just for kicks and giggles, how yes. many shows can we name that break down the fourth wall? And what was actually let's start with this. What was the first what was the first one you can remember? Because I got one in my head that I think that was in the eighties, because I remember um it's probably about nineteen eighty. A, a Gary Shanling show? No, but that's a good one. Did he I do don't. That? I don't know if did that's, he address the audience. He did. He did. It, like they it were was, part of, like someone in the room. Yeah. Well, it was a weird kind of. It was a weird show because it was. It took place on a set, set. And, and never departed. Well, maybe occasionally, but pretty much never departed from the set. And they did the thing where they pulled the cameras back so you could actually see it was a set. And he definitely broke down the the fourth wall, yeah. talking to the audience and saying, "Oh, oh, I hope that's not so and so coming over right now." You know, and. So that's one. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of moonlighting. You remember moonlighting? Because uh, occasionally Bruce Willis would um, make a sort of self-aware remark or, um, 
you know, he'd suddenly break into a Dr. Seuss poem, and and it's like, and the other guy would say, "How do you do that?" And he goes, "I don't know, you know, I read Dr. Seuss, and stuff like that." Um, what else? I'm trying to. I mean, uh, doing the same thing. So it's if if you're a fan of of the Deadpool movies and yeah, the way sure. that character breaks down the wall, the fourth wall, this it's very similar to that. Yeah. They, now Very that I similar. think about it, I they, I guess there haven't been that many. I mean, TV something. Shows? Yeah, because like the the show that we're talking about, Fleabag, has a, a similar vibe, and this will be an insult to Fleabag, but <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Sex in the City. But Sex in the City didn't break down the fourth wall. It just oh. allowed you to hear what's her face, Sarah Jessica Parker's thoughts, because she would do the little narration. In sure. between, which I guess was no different than like the Seinfeld, where he would they would break break away and do him him and uh, doing stand up talking about whatever it was the subject. But so this seems uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess and like The Office, um, Modern Family, and other right the mockumentary the mockumentary styles, yeah. still not the same as no like, no just goofing no. and yeah there it like I said it's so different than most shows and the way she can go from. You know, in the scene with an actor having a serious moment or a very funny comedic moment, and then just turn to the camera and say something like you're a part of this conversation. Right. It's 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 mind blowing. She is she is incredible. What do you know? What her name is? We'll Phoebe Waller. Okay. British. It's weird. It, it's Phoebe we, Waller Bridge is we, her name. And I I recognized in the. In the trailer, there was an awkward moment where the, I take it that's her mom who's sort of awkwardly almost coming on to her boyfriend there. Stepmom, yeah. Uh, Stepmom. Yep. She was in um, the uh, Emma Stone one, the the favorite. Did you see that? No? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's been in a lot right. of, she's been in um, different British shows. I believe yeah. she's in the, the British uh, crime thriller TV show on Netflix called Broadchurch? I want to oh. say it's Broadchurch, maybe. Haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, so this is... By the way, you see Killing Eve? Have you seen that? Killing Eve, written yeah. by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Come on! Star, yes, what? of Fleabag. Oh yes, my God, so I'm, now I'm you circle. have to see Fleabag. All right, if you haven't heard me gush about Killing Eve, Killing yes. Eve, is, you've seen it, right, Mikey? Yes, so like, like I said, if you're a fan of the writing on that show, this show is uh, better. And, yeah, okay. Opinion. Killing Eve is not a comedy, although it has funny moments. Right, but, yeah, right, no, right. Comedy, yeah. All right, she has Fleabag. left that show. I'm in. What do you mean she's left that show? She does not. Um, she does not write oh, for that show write. anymore. Oh, I hope it doesn't go downhill. Um, yeah. Well, it was handed off to another female writer, which is supposed to be pretty good. So, all right. But anyways, this is the best thing on TV. I've been watching it wow. all weekend, and I, I want to keep going back and watching it over and over again. All right. Um, only one American actor in it that I know of. The rest of these great British actors. So, okay. Yeah, I always think it's weird when it's like, geez, everybody's British in this show. And <laughs> do you think in London they go, oh wow, it's weird, like everybody's American in this show? Like you, you, like it's we're so fucking nar- narcissistic here. We forget they're they're an entire country, and in fact, they were around long before we were. Uh, and uh, like in Chern- like Chernobyl, I, I assume that you, have you seen that? Only I a few assume, episodes. Only all right. Well, episodes. I assume was British produced because everyone's British, or at least they speak with a British accent. Not a Russian accent, British accent. I'm Not a only, Russian accent. I'm the only one that that's, ah, this seems to bother. Isn't Skeller Skarsgård in that? He, he is. He is. He has different accents and in a every lot, movie. He is, and a lot less playful than he was in Mamma Mia 2, um, ah. or Mamma Mia 1 for that matter. Ah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, 
excellent work, Mikey. Excellent, yep. excellent reporting. Fleabag. Go watch Fleabag on watch Fleabag. on Amazon. Right? Amazon, yes. Okay. All right. Um, we're we move on to the second. My item, my entry for good stuff is a show called American Princess. And you're in for a, a quasi treat. I say quasi treat because I know the creator of this show, but I've yet to been been able to get her on my podcast. Jamie Denbo, you hear me and hear me now, woman. I knew you when. I knew you when you were you were 14 years old and you had braces on your teeth. So you better come on my podcast. But I know about her a lot, and so you're going to want to hear about this show. You might not have heard about it yet. It's it's a little bit of a sleeper, and it's called American Princess. Let's listen to a little bit of the trailer. Amanda. Your friends and family have gathered here out of love. Are you familiar with the term intervention? I went on one mini bender after the BJ incident. Babe? Are you out of your mind? On a wedding day? So her husband's getting a blowjob on the wedding day. Because of a little oral. I called off every wedding because of that. Not now, Mom. (laughs) Everyone thinks you've been brainwashed by a cult. Where am I? At the Renaissance Festival. Google it. To be or not to be? What I meant was to pee! This place is insane. Are you hiring? I have a degree in English from Vassar. You have any felonies? No. You're hired. (laughs) I'm so excited you're here. Let's go, let's go. So here she is working at a renaissance festival. Defers your queen. Like a palsied seal. You'll blend in eventually. I'm blending in just fine. Amanda, tell us more about this community. Morgan said all the women wear corsets. Oh, yeah, they're basically sex slaves. Why, thank thee. What in the dorky hell has gotten into her? Those titties, though. Yes, girl, those titties. All right, so... I guess you get the point. So it's called American Princess, and um, the running joke is that the uh, Jewish is silent. Uh, (laughs) Jewish American Princess. Although there's no necessary clues that she's Jewish per se. But the person... Jewish American Princess, you get it. Anyway, the point is... I do. Yeah, well, I mean, and the the, the whole Jewish aspect of it. But for those that don't know what a Jewish American Princess is, it's someone who, yes, is Jewish, but also is very... Uh, how do we say, kept, put upon, doesn't like to get their hands dirty, always has their nails done and just so, and blah, Uh. blah, blah. And so the idea is, it's the show is, of course, fish out of water. So if you didn't catch the whole deal from the trailer... She on her wedding day, she walks in on her husband getting oral sex from some random woman. She freaks out, and as I think most reasonable people would do, calls off the wedding. She kind of wanders off. They're they're up like in upstate New York at some estate, and, and somehow she wanders into a Renaissance festival, thinking that it is a themed wedding. And she's she's kind of like had a few drinks, and one thing leads to another. All of a sudden, she's like, maybe I'll just stay here. So that part's a little far-fetched, but what I can tell you about the backstory of the show is my my friend Jamie Denbo, who I grew up with, who I went to summer camp with, who is um, always thought I always thought was wonderful and talented and and very beautiful and and amazing. She um, uh, has been in Hollywood for years and years, and she's she her her joke is she's been in one episode of everything. She is she was in an episode of Sex and the City. She was in. 
a show called Terriers, which was actually uh, critically acclaimed but not picked up for a second season. She's been in Weeds. She's been on an episode of Veep. Uh, and recently she created this show about her experience in a Renaissance festival in upstate New York. So there's a woman from uh, Swampscott, by the way. And um, I, I guess you get the point. Now, um, this is um, a show that is comedy through and through. But what's cool is that you get a peek. Now, have, Mikey, have you ever been to a Renaissance festival in any way, shape, or form? Never. Never. Okay. Never. So I take my son, Adrian, to King Arthur's Fair. When it's <laughs> a, if you don't know this, if you've never been to this, this is the type of, you should do this, Mikey, because, okay, first of all, there's beer. There's as much beer as you want. Nice. I mean, you pay for it, but but the beer flows, and it's it's goofy. Like, it's, it's supposed to imagine a medieval scene, and all the staff are dressed up, you know, medieval to the to the hilt and they're all in their their you know medieval accents and you know <laughs> huzzah for the tippa and all this business and there's a queen elizabeth walking around and there's a gay <laughs> there's a gay guy that plays william shakespeare and uh so and then there's you, there was the scene where uh well you couldn't see it viewers but obviously but there's the the sort of handsome guy in the in the tv show is in a part of the renaissance festival called the mud show which indeed exists at King Richard's Fair. King Richard's Fair, by the way, uh, not a sponsor of the show, but Carver Mass. Um, you know, you take a drive. It's it's kind of out in the boonies. It's kind of a good take. Mikey, you should go. Tell me you're going to go to King Richard's Fair before you die. So is it like uh, a cable guy when Broderick and Jim yeah, Carrey yeah. went to the medieval well, castle that's, for dinner? and then that's That was called Medieval Times. Or medieval uh, Times. times. Yes. Which that's a spoof. Well, same spirit, absolutely same spirit. It's it's uh, the equivalent of that around here would be Medieval Manor, the restaurant, which I have admit I have never been to, although I've heard decent things. Um, I will. We will wrap up this uh, segment of good stuff in one moment after I take one minute to tell you about the U.S. Postal Service. It's the second larger employer in the United States, offering paid training. And ways to move up, you should apply today at usps.com backslash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is on the website, usps.com backslash Careers, it is the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. That website, once again, usps.com backslash Careers, the United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. And the Boston Podcast thanks you for sponsoring this show. Thank you, USPS. And my good friend, George Kippenham, who works over there, is one of the higher-ups over there. And it does remind me of the movie Hollywood Shuffle, where uh, Robert Townsend's um, mother kept telling him there's plenty of good work down at the Postal Service. You don't remember that, Mike? Hollywood Shuffle? No. Oh! It's a hole in your game right there, my friend. Robert Townsend. No, he's a good stand-up. I don't really know much yeah, of that stuff he was in. It was a, it was a, you should you you would love it because it it's a it it's a it 
kind of satire. I mean, it's a story about a struggling uh, African-American actor in Hollywood, but it does these breakaways where they do satirical looks at the way blacks are portrayed in so in um, movies. And gotcha. so there's like there's one segment where it's like, we want you to laugh just like Eddie Murphy. And Robert Towns is like, no, I can't. He goes, do you want the part? Laugh like Eddie Murphy. And he goes, no, I can't. <laughs> and, he just, and he breaks into it. And it's, um, it's kind of like. Where? Uh, Whatever yeah. happened to Robert Towns? Yeah, good point. Good point. Jeez. I haven't seen him for decades. So to, I know, weird. So, fin- to, so to, finish, back to, to finish the thought on American Princess, Princess. Um, watch it. I, I, it's worth a try. Now, I'm not going to give it like an A+, plus, but I definitely give it a thumbs up. Now, I'm sorry, Jamie. Until you come on the podcast, it doesn't go up to an A. Um, simply because none of the characters are immediately lovable. The, the woman who plays the lead, I don't know the actress's name. She's kind of an unknown. She's good. And she's kind of pretty. Um, but... You don't you don't like root from her right out of the gate because she is kind of a spoiled brat and just kind of wandering around and now oh look this is fun it's a Renaissance festival yay you probably won't recognize any of the actors the only actor I recognized from this it was a guy from Orange Is the New Black did you watch that Mikey sure so there was there was one prison guard was he porn stash. No, not porn stash. It, this guy showed up in the later seasons. He's shorter than porn stash. He did always have <laughs> facial hair. He was kind of the most cor- corrupt. Like he had a relationship with one of the inmates. He was he was always kind of unkempt. He was corrupt. He was fat. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, maybe I forget I the guy's not. name. It, it doesn't matter. But um, you might recognize him. He's been in a couple things. Other than that, it's that which which is kind of a good part about it. It's it's become kind of an acquired taste for me. They're into th- there are three episodes. They're releasing one per week on uh, what network? Well, it's, did I say it's a Lifetime. It's network. a Lifetime yeah. series. Yeah, so it's basically they can do that um, that blowjob scene on Lifetime. Yeah, I guess wow. now cutting now, edge. Yeah, all these cable outlets are stepping up, expanding their horizons, and that's part of the uh, show's charm, I guess if you call it that. Is apparently within these Renaissance festivals, the culture is just body, racy, and like kind of no holds barred. And like in the first episode, she's the, the our heroine is walking around and sees uh, a stump, you know, a tree stump, and, and it's got like some inscription on it. And she says, oh, what's that? And, and, and a co-worker says, oh, that's the hump stump. And she's like, uh, what does that mean? He's like, oh, what do you think it means? It means kind of late at night, you know, uh, if you're feeling a little... You know, uh, racy, you're feeling a little naughty with your, your partner. You go to the stump, and that's what you do. And she's kind of freaked out by that. And then eventually she kind of embraces this whole culture. It is um, it is a weird thing. I heard uh, Jamie do uh, an interview with Mark Marin, of course, legendary podcaster Mark Marin. We love him. Right, Mike? We do. Yeah. So He's you the should. Best. So he interviewed Jamie on this week's edition of uh, WTF with, with Mark Marin. Uh, and actually it might be last week's by the time you hear this listener, but <clears throat> she, you know, you should listen because she's from Swampscott, so she, there's a lot of Boston in it, and, um, you know, she reveals that she kind of went into this whole thing. She didn't even know what she was in for when she went into this Renaissance Festival and blah, blah, blah. And then, if you're interested, they, they, there's a name for this. It's called, like, experiential improvisation or something. In other words, there were these, there were these actors that do, I don't do comedy, I don't do improv per se. Mm. I do experiential. And so the thing Jamie did after this was, now you've been to Disney, yes. Mikey. Have you been to Disney Hollywood Studios? 
Yes. Okay. So that's obviously one of the theme parks down there. And, and do you remember, you could be walking along, and then all of a sudden, like, this old-fashioned car would stop, and a bunch of people would jump out and kind of do this impromptu, sh- mm. like, 10-minute show, right? Sure. Where it's like, and welcome to Disney Hollywood Studios, blah, 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 and, and young lady, who are you? And then this woman would get off the, the, the car, and she would say, well, I'm Dixie McClanahan. I'm the <laughs> latest Hollywood star, and I can't wait to make it big here. And they start doing this really loudly, and a crowd gathers, and, it, and you know, they involve the audience a little bit, and it's, it's, you know, it's usually kind of funny. It's sticky, of course. It's corny. But the thing Jamie did after doing the Renaissance Festival is she did that. She wow. was one of those people wow. getting off the car in Hollywood Studios, which I thought was interesting. So that, this is like a thing. It's a weird... And what she says on the podcast is she didn't realize there was other stuff you could do. Like you could stand up actor or you could be one of these weird things. I always wondered, like every once in a while, as a, as a, uh, when I was in my 20s, went to like dinner theater or something. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, it always seemed so goofy. And I always wondered, who are these people? Well... There you go. So thumbs up to American <laughs> it Princess. <is> Jamie. <laughs> it's it's my friend Jamie. And um, now it would it would be nice for her if this was a huge hit because it would come full circle and all those years working in the in the, near the mud show and and uh, in uh, not King Arthur's Court but uh, in the Renaissance Festival. The Renaissance all right. Festival. So we'll close out uh, this edition of uh, Good Stuff. You got anything else, Mikey? Um, good for good stuff. You yeah, know what, any, I, know any, what I noticed on the way over, Dave? Yeah, go ahead. So I was listening to Yacht Rock Radio. Oh. Sirius XM. Yes. First of all, there's some great trailers for Yacht Rock Radio by the guy who talks like this. Really? And he says, do you want to listen to a station that plays the third or fourth favorite songs from the artist? What? That's hilarious. That Come on, hilarious. that's funny. But what I noticed uh, about Yacht Rock mm-hmm. is that every other song... Um, Michael McDonald is either singing background <laughs> or lead, or the lead vocals, correct? Yeah. He's in so many of those songs. I but call, go ahead. being a hip-hop music fan since I was a, a young lad and also being a, a fan of 70s soft rock music, right. I'm ashamed to say that On the Way Over was the first time I realized that the music from... Uh, I believe it's a Doobie Brothers song. I keep forgetting. Yeah, was the, was the music in Warren G's Regulate song? What? I did not know that. I apologize. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Wait, which? In order to illustrate this, should I go to I keep forgetting or what's the Warren G name of the Warren G? Isn't song? it Regulate? It's called Regulate. Um, I could be wrong. Now I keep forgetting was was uh, Michael McDonald's solo hit or was that with the Doobies? I, I thought I it was, was uh, <laughs> the Doobies. The Doobies. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I keep forgetting how yeah. we're not in love anymore. But it's got this great bass line, and I'm forget, listening yeah. to it going, oh my God, wait a second. That sounds exactly like. Well, we must investigate here on the Boston podcast, and coming up in one minute, you're going to hear uh, Warren G. Regulate featuring Nate Dogg, <laughs> who's, who <laughs> seems right. he, he's, he's a big featuring guy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, this is an epic uh, hip hop song. It's one of these that. All right, here we go. Now, was I right? I I swear, don't listen to the music. Let's see. All right. I hope you're right. Mount up! (laughs) Here we go. There he is. It is! It is! Oh, there's no doubt. Right? Oh, my gosh. 2019 was the first time I realized the same music from... I keep forgetting... Yeah. I'm mashing it up right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Here we go. See? This is Michael McDonald now. Listen. 
Yeah, you, I mean, you can. All right, I'll bring the uh, other one. See. So, wow, shame. Mix it up. There he is. <laughs> Everyone in the who loves music knows this, except me. Today was the first time I realized. I guess I know it, but I think I was always sometimes I the, knew I was familiar with the beat. I just never really knew where it came from. Sometimes the hip hop song becomes so big, right, that you forget where it comes from, and. Um, it's funny. Mike McDonald has such a an interesting spot in in popular culture. This was this was the bit on the on the Family Guy about Michael McDonald. Hold on a sec. Let's see if I can get this to go. All right, here we go. All right, guys, it's going to be a long night of Border Patrol, so I brought along Michael McDonald to help us out. <laughs> How's he going to help us? He's going to do backup vocals for everything we say. How's he going to know What's what we're saying? <laughs> Is he going to do it for all of us? Yes, he's going to do it for all of us. Yeah, I hired him for the night. Yeah, it costs like two fifty an hour, so don't skip on the conversation. Hours, so don't skip on the conversation. <laughs> that sounds nice. Well, I guess everything's well, back to normal. Well, I guess everything's back to normal. <laughs> oh, man, not this guy oh, again. Oh, man, not this guy again. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> uh, the other... Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the, 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 what's the other um, funny uh, pop culture reference to Michael McDonald? Have a thought? Uh, I don't. All right, well, see if you recognize this. Uh, for the first time today. Oh, that's it. I woke up, I came to the store, and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. <laughs> David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care. Anything. I would rather I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather <laughs> listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one Yamo more time, I'm there. going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. <laughs> Yamo be there. He sung background vocals on that. Right, that was someone else's song. I'm I'm with you. I think it was um, uh, um, James Ingram. Yes. All right, James Ingram That's tag team right there. Yeah, and by the way, that was not Yamo be there. Was not the song playing. No, <laughs> it was uh, minute by minute. <laughs> minute. Minute, I, I, seriously, I was minute. listening to Yacht Rock for like 30 minutes, and I hear Michael McDonald in the background for um, This Is It, okay. the uh, Kenny Loggins song. He right. was on that? Yeah. Wow. This is it. Yeah. Make, Make no mistake. Right. right? And then, <laughs> like two it. songs later, it was, it was Christopher over. Cross, Ride Like the Wind. He was on that, too? Yes. yes. Oh, my God, he was on everything. I'm like, this is the Michael McDonald like station. The wind. Yeah. Oh, Yikes! So great. Wow, good trip, good <laughs> trip through software. What's your favorite Michael McDonald vocal performance? If you had to pick vocal performance, yeah, on any song, whether it's doobies or solo, or or maybe we've already mentioned it. Maybe you like one. Um, let's see. What's the one from um, that Billy Crystal movie? Oh, Gregory uh, Hines. <laughs> yeah. Running scared. Running scared. Um, Chance with freedom, chance with Shine out on me. Right. That one? <laughs> yeah. Right where I want to be. <laughs> that one. I like, um, I like What a Fool Believes. He came from somewhere back in the... All right, no That's more... That's a great bad. one. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like that. I just like that song. He's everywhere. That, though, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
it's a happy song and and we're happy to be, have given Michael McDonald more attention than he That's deserved. Good stuff. The, it's good stuff. That's the good stuff today. Go listen to a little Michael McDonald. What the hell? <laughs> uh, uh, Mad Media Mike, Mike O'Neill, contributor, frequent contributor to the Boston Podcast. Thanks for joining. That's right. Don't You're awesome. forget. <laughs> don't don't forget and don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast if you dig it uh share it with a friend or a colleague the boston podcast thanks to our sponsors u.s postal service and on behalf of mikey o'neill my name is dave i'm just a guy from boston but if you're not from boston you must be the other guy have a great day everybody see ya